Hey there, it's Winston Faircloth, and welcome back to episode 57 of the Begin Again Leadership Podcast. This has been a, a several-part series that we are doing to share my experience with refirement. Now, that's my term I've used to help me come back from a season of where I hit the wall, totally exhausted, burned out, and fried. If 2020 is any indication, there's a lot of people out there who use the word overwhelmed, exhausted, tired, frazzled. You know, there are so many of these different ways that we feel right now. This process was my way of coming out of that dark season and becoming uh, back to feeling more like myself. So refirement, just to recap, for those of you who are joining now into this conversation, refirement is my term that talks about how we restore the flame that's within us and get back to feeling more centered and more like ourselves. And so this has been a four-step this four-step process. And we've been going over this over the last few episodes of the podcast, the Begin Again Leadership Podcast. The four steps are unplug, unlearn, rest, and relearn. So let's just recap those, the ones we've covered so far. So unplug is a process of curating our connections, our content, and our communities. These can be things that work for us, that we love, enjoy, and look forward to, but they can also be some things that aren't working for us. And and so in that episode, we talked a lot about how social media can can distract us from our purpose and, and a feeling of peace. And so this season of Unplugged, the very first step in the process is to really be intentional about those pieces of content we're going to let into our lives. And for a season, maybe 30 days, maybe 60 days in my case is what it took. I, d- I made conscious decision to unplug from things that were very worthwhile, but that weren't helping me kind of begin to tune in to the voice inside. The second stage is we talked about this last week, last time was the season of unlearn. And this is where we challenge, begin to look at and suspend temporarily our existing beliefs and ideas that may not be serving us. You know, the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting different results. Sometimes we have to take an intentional step of unlearning so that we become open to that insight. You know, sometimes we just get so caught in the echo chamber or a certain way of thinking that we really can't even begin to think and consider alternative ideas. And so last time I gave you a series of considerations and steps you could take to help you begin to unlearn. The example I used uh, most recently in my own health journey was beginning to just unlearn everything that I think I knew or thought I knew about health and diet and exercise, for example, in terms of my own health journey. Those of us who have strongly held beliefs and experiences it's because we've we've held on to them for a long time or or we've tried everything and and we don't really know what's going to work and so sometimes we have to be willing to temporarily set aside what we think we know so that we can take in new content and then today we're going to talk about that third stage and for me 
this is a really important stage in terms of my own recovery and coming back and finding that fire, restoring that fire from within. Rest is critical. How I defined rest for our purposes today is to finding, finding ways of restoration with sleep and stillness. We live in a go-go culture. The ruthless elimination of hurry talks about how our society has accelerated in terms of pace and distractions and, and things that are calling for our attention. And it's only gotten faster and faster, especially over the last five to 10 years. How do we create a haven of rest, restoration, sleep, and stillness? Here's a litmus test for you to consider whether you are getting enough rest in your life. Recall the last time that you woke up without an alarm, you were totally refreshed and you didn't need to go get your morning caffeine. That you felt this peace, this centeredness, this, this just relaxation, that you felt completely filled and rested. And for many of us, especially as I was coming out of a season of significant corporate travel, where I was on the road 150 days a year, and I'm a homebody by nature. I love variety, but uh, it can be really challenging to be in that kind of environment. I was coming off of that three-year season totally wiped out. Coming into this season of retirement, when I'd hit the wall, I couldn't answer this question of when was the last time I woke up without an alarm, totally refreshed and not needing caffeine. If that's the case, if you can't remember that, can't recall that within the last few days or last week, you may be at risk. I love this book by Matthew Walker, PhD, Why We Sleep. This book has been life-changing to me in terms of understanding the science behind it. You know, so many of us are hustlers by nature. We, we, we love what we do. We love our family. We love the people we're with. And sleep seems more like a luxury than a necessity. But here's the key. One of the things in my unlearning season that my coach really brought to my attention, you know, how they say you can't out-exercise your refrigerator in terms of how important a good, well-balanced diet with the right kind of quantities are, I would go one step further. You can't out-exercise, you can't outdo sleep. Sleep is the absolute foundation. This book has so many different examples of the challenges to our bodies, our physical body, our mental health, our ability to respond in, in our culture without sleep. So here's a couple of, I pick, I, there's so many, I could pick a, a dozen of them. So if you, if you average less than six hours or less per night of sleep, you have a 200x, 200 times greater chance of having a heart attack or stroke in the next seven years. Think about that. Isn't that incredible? I mean, we, we talk about diet and exercise as preventative measures to guard against heart attacks and stroke, but yet sleep, 
gives you a 200, a lack of sleep gives you a 200 X chance of having a heart attack or stroke. How about this one? We think about impaired driving, drunk driving, mothers against drunk drivers, et cetera. And how as a society, we rallied against that. But every 30 seconds in our culture here in the U.S., there's, we know about distracted driving, but how about this? Every 30 seconds, there's an accident in the U.S. from drowsy driving, sleep-deprived driving. That's, that just kind of blows my mind. Now, they, they go on in the book to share that if you get up at 7 a.m. this morning, and you decide to go hang, this is pre-COVID when we, we could do this, right? You decide to go out to dinner with some friends and go listen to some music and just socialize and have a wonderful day. And at two o'clock in the morning, you decide to go home and you've not had a drop of alcohol. You are the equivalent. Your attention, your ability to respond is the equivalent as if you had been a drunk driver. You would you would meet the legal standard of drunk driving if you stay up that long in a row. And so it really got my attention as I started to do the research as to how critical sleep was. And I will say that for me, this has been foundational to my recovery, my rejuvenation, this refiring and restoring the flame from within. But let's go one step further. This isn't just about sleep. It's about stillness. One of my mentors is Dan Sullivan. He is a strong advocate for the concept of a free day. I'm going to call it Unplug Plus here. (laughs) To take the concept of unplugging from even worthwhile pursuits. The concept Dan talks about is a free day. And that's defined as midnight to midnight without any thoughts of work. Now, a lot of us for relaxation like to read, read books. You know, we're just not on screens. You know, we're going to quote, get away from work, but we're going to read a book that's relevant to work. We're going to be thinking about work all day. Well, that's not unplugging. That's not stillness. That's not a Sabbath from a faith perspective. And yet in our culture, we never, rarely, many of us, even those who profess a strong faith tradition, probably don't take this opportunity. So Dan Sullivan teaches, take a free day. He challenged us. When I first joined his program, he challenged us to try to do that once a month. He knows that entrepreneurs that he works with never kind of turn it off, never stop thinking about work, never replace that work with something more fruitful and worthwhile like family time or exercise in nature or reading a good book for fiction and just pure enjoyment, preparing food. This stillness is another way of gaining tremendous rest. Now, going back for a moment to this drowsy driving scenario, I had I was on the receiving end of this this past week where I was, I do walks. Many of you guys know with Walks with Winston, I do a lot of walking in the morning. And I had reflectors on my legs and a flashlight in my hand. It was dark before the time change. And I was walking on the sidewalk about a mile and a half from my home. So three quarters of the way on my walk home. And over my shoulder, 
I could see a car approaching on the road next to me. And I was crossing the driveway of this particular office building. And I'm crossing. I got the reflectors on, got the flashlight on. And I could see in the corner of my eye that there was a car approaching. I'm thought I'm thinking, surely this car, the driver sees me. They understand I'm here. This is about six-ish in the morning. I'm I'm halfway through the driveway and I recognize all of a sudden that this driver does not see me. Fortunately, I've been training enough that I could actually kind of take a hop out of the driveway, but the driver comes within inches of hitting me. The, the driver was accelerating into the driveway and there I was. And by the time they saw me, I actually had to kind of leap out of the way. It was one of those slow motion moments that you go, oh my goodness, they don't see me. I better get out of the way. I kind of got up. I was prepared to kind of get on the hood of the car because I didn't want my legs to be in one place. That would cause even greater injuries. They missed me. The driver rolls down the window and is just shaking. And I have the presence of mind to say, I know you're, you know, it's not your fault. You didn't see me. You think about lots of other things. Maybe you haven't had your coffee. Well, I was almost one of these statistics of being in a U.S. accident caused by drowsy driving every 30 seconds. My goodness, it is real. And it's, and it's an opportunity that we all have an opportunity and responsibility to take a look at. So what do I do with sleep? And what am I, what am I doing about my rest? Well, I've been on this journey now for a few weeks, a couple months. There's so many different things you could consider, but what I found to be the most effective metric, my go-to metric is the amount of deep sleep that I get in a night. Now, how much sleep I get, but what's the quality of the sleep that I get? And fortunately with the new, with Apple Watch and some of the new thing, uh, new enhancements they've just made to their ecosystem, this is a data point that's available to me as I wear my Apple Watch at night. And I can get a readout about how much deep sleep I get per night. And I was shocked how little I was getting as I began this journey. But now, gradually, I'm getting it to over two hours a night. And when I get, and now I can tell, I'm, I'm becoming super sensitive to the quality of sleep that I get in a night. Whenever I get two hours, my walks are so much faster, so much more joyful. My days are so much more fun and fulfilling. And I can tell... I can predict the trajectory of my day by the amount of deep sleep that I'm getting per night. So what have I been doing? Well, this has been like a real experiment for me. <laughs> I've had really good morning rituals for a long, long time. But what I've not been as great at is coming up with some evening rituals. I have begun to prioritize this one dimension of my health more than anything else. And so while I have blue blocker glasses and things like that, what I notice about the nights that I detach from screens earlier, there's a direct correlation to the amount of deep sleep that I get that night. When I pay attention to my consumption of my last meal of the day and how close that is to bedtime, 
or for me, this is something that I've recently come to understand. The evenings that I have alcohol, I get zero deep sleep. Now, people think about alcohol as having a sedative effect, and I think that's true. It does put you to sleep, but it does not give me a restful sleep. And then the third thing is creating great routines around that evening. And so one of the things, the other thing I've done is there's no electronics in my bedroom anymore. Used to be I used my phone for an alarm. I used the watch for the alarm. And again, with what Apple has recently done in terms of dimming that screen on the watch at night, it's been a game changer for me in terms of using that as my alarm. But I read real books. I don't read books off of screens when I go to bed. So those are three things. I've just been on this quest experimenting to find out what works and doesn't work. So let me know some of your tips and tricks for finding the best restful night's sleep. I'd invite you guys to reply back, text me at this number. This is not a a bot or an autoresponder. This is my text number, 754-800-9461. That's in the U.S., 1-754-800-9461. Text me there. Give me your tips and tricks. I'd love to share it with our greater community. And all of this leads to the next step in the refinement process, which is relearning. So once you've unplugged and you've begun the process of unlearning, you need a rested and rejuvenated mind, which only comes from a dedication to finding rest. And then once you've had that season of rest, now you're prepared with a clear mind and a desire to learn new things, this is when you can introduce the concept of relearning. So these are our final few episodes of season number one of the Begin Again Leadership Podcast. And beginning with episode 60, we've got a special surprise for you that we've been hinting about for some weeks now. A change of focus to the multiplier of your mission, something that every business owner either wants or needs which is sourcing, building, and growing a team that you love. And we have a wonderful interview, which will be kicking off season two of the podcast with a CEO who embodies the spirit of For Love of Team as our very first guest. Season two is coming up on episode 60 in just a couple weeks. Download our next episode again next Monday morning. And to make sure you Make sure to subscribe in Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast players so you don't miss a single episode. And check out the show notes for a special thank you when you leave a heartfelt review. And as we share on every episode, remember, the biggest breakthroughs in life and business occur the moment you decide to begin again. I'll catch you on the next episode.